Welcome to the Building a Better You podcast, presented by the Garner Chamber of Commerce Young Professionals. I'm Nick Spindler with Community of Hope Ministries. And I'm Chris Morgan with EXP Realty. The goal of this podcast is to help young professionals develop and grow into successful business people in their communities. In each episode, we will talk with local business leaders to provide strategies and tips to help our listeners. So let's dive right in. Welcome back to Building a Better You, episode three. Um, we are super excited. We're here with Chase Breeden with Edward Jones. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Woohoo! Do you want like a, like a yeah, well, my own, uh, or something? Yeah, my own walk-up music would be great. Oh. So. I could throw some of that in post. Yeah, there. Just, okay, Just tell me what you want. Awesome. Yeah, did, but, you know the, did you know the term post? No. Post is, this is I realized uh, this last yeah, week. This is something Chris has learned. Yeah. I'm way above my pay grade. Right as I go back and edit, I'll put something in. But you wow. know, it needs to be uh, royalty free. Yeah. Wait, so what's there to stop you from you know making me sound like a weirdo or something? There's nothing. You could just there is nothing. Oh great! Yeah, yeah I'm at the mercy of editing. Yeah. So uh, be kind to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or you'll regret it when 20. this episode comes Slippy out. Yeah. 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my own uh, <laughs> my own walk up music would be great. Yeah, who am I? I yes, my name's Chase, obviously. Um, I'm a financial advisor here in town, a uh, resident of Garner. Um, I would say one of the newer residents, but it's been, I don't know, six months or something like that. We bought a house recently, my wife and I, and okay. uh, got a beautiful golden retriever. And you, you might find us frolicking around town, uh, hanging out and, and doing all the cool Garner things that's going on. So, yeah, that's me. The so cool Garner things. What is that? What's- what is that? Cool Garner things, man. What do you mean? What is that? Garner is like? the next boom town. Are Haven't you, you heard about this? Are you just are you walking across the street of Timber to go to the woods and take a little lap? Yeah, little laps. Well, we yeah. My wife does that a lot. I I don't get that far. I don't uh, get out of the cold sack. Um, <laughs> you know, Aristotle's always got its rotating uh, menu. You gotta you gotta hit it up. Mm-hmm. They just they just put on a new menu last week. Plug for Aristotle. Jake right. hooked me up with a free drink or something. You know. It's just, <laughs> Fine. I still have yet to go to this place. Really? Still have yet to go wow. to this place. This oh, is... it, it's awesome. I hear, I've heard. I say the young professionals are going to be doing a... I missed the one We had year. networking. Last yeah, we did. It was around Christmas. Yeah, yeah we're going to try to do something. One. Oh, it was good. I know. I, I go there at least minimum once a month, if not more. I mean, I met that and we're at the Avisboro Grill like all the time. Those are, mm-hmm. are kind of our main spots. Yeah. So That's good. Yeah. That's a good little spot. I like it. Yeah. Buffalo chicken wrap. Ooh, yes. That's my really uh, good. It's his go-to. It's yeah, my recommendation. It's, it's like his baby, you know? It is. <laughs> yep. It's your baby. It's my recommendation. Catch yeah. us there Thursday nights uh, for Music Bingo. I've won once. I have won once for Music Bingo. Again, one of the situations where I told him <laughs> that I was going to be there. No. That was when you're... You were there. Your in-laws. You were there. Yes, though. I was there. I've gone more than I feel like I've gone more than you've gone. So you don't even remember and that I don't you even, won music bingo. I have not won. No, he's oh, won. He wasn't there. I have one. Yeah. I have. I have zero. I have zero checks after my name. Chase. He has. Yeah, one. but like you're like out having fun meeting people. I'm like I'm I'm in the zone. I'm there for business. <laughs> I roll up. I'm like let's do this. I want a nice little ticket to say you know you get five dollars off your meal tonight or a free drink. But then you got to pay attention and stop talking to people. Yeah. 
I get some of those coupons in the mail. I'll, I'll save you one once in a while. Oh. I clip my uh, I clip my Avis Pro. I'm worth the coupons. coupon, not the. Yeah. You get ten dollars yeah. off, like a meal, like thirty bucks. It's it's a great great deal right there. So thank you to all this episode's sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, just kidding. They're not. They are great places. Not actually paying us to say yes. any of this. Um, so definitely go check them out. But tell us a little bit about what you do with Edward Jones. Yeah, exactly. So really, essentially, what I do is I, I help people really just organize, build, and protect their wealth. Um, so our primary focus is to help people invest through financials. Um, we do things with retirement planning, education savings, um, and helping people build retirement income. So I'm also licensed in life insurance. Uh, so we help people okay. protect themselves, uh, through that standpoint, but mm-hmm. we kind of just, I mean, I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, we help people answer financial questions and help them build a plan to achieve goals that they have. So that's pretty much what we do. Awesome. So me back when I was younger, first getting out of college, get into my career, um, <laughs> investing was not even like on the it, mind, it, like it, not, not even <laughs> on the mind. Like it, it wasn't even close to the mind. Um, just not something that was on my radar at all. And so this podcast is geared towards, uh, young professionals and helping them out. So why do you think it is important for young professionals to be thinking about investing and thinking about what they're doing with their money? Yeah, really, it's it's simple. Um, and it, it's time. And so when you think about investing and you think about building wealth, uh, your time is your best asset. Mm-hmm. And so if you're young, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you have a long you know runway ahead of you um, to take off and, and, and to start you know building wealth. And so you know, the big mistake I think I see people make that are younger is they, they wait too long to start investing or they wait too long to start saving. And they're like, oh, I can, I can just handle that later. I can take care of that later or later, later. Yeah. And then they wake up and it's later and they're in their mid-40s or early 50s and they realize they don't have as much time left anymore before they want to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a lot more difficult, right? And so it's a lot easier to do when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the easiest, you know, fun fact things is y- you think of the rule of 72. Do you guys, you guys okay. know what the rule of 72 is? Explain that for our viewers. Okay. Rule of 72 listeners, is, you, but you know. yeah, yeah, for the Same listeners. For tomato, the tomato. You take the rule, you take 72 divided by your rate of return, mm-hmm. right? So okay. if you're sticking money in a vehicle and you're making say 10%, you know, in that vehicle a year, you take 72 divided by 10. And it equals 7.2. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing that 10% a year, you'll double your money every 7.2 years. Okay. So obviously, with that frame of mind, if you want to double your money, right, and you're going to get 10%, we'll say, just for mm-hmm. easy math, 7.2 years is how long it will take. The more 7.2-year periods of time that you have, the more you'll double your money, right? So, right. like, you know, that's, that's just simple math. And so if you only have 7.2 years left to hit your goal – you know, you'll double your money what once. Mm-hmm. If you have, you know, 30 years till that, you're actually going to double your money multiple times over. Mm-hmm. And so that's right. kind of where I tell people is like, it's just, it's just a lot easier to start young. Yeah. Um, you know, and you'd be amazed what just 50 bucks here and there can do. When did you start? I started, so I'm, I'm a little... you're what, like 32? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty, Actually, 29. I'm not even 30 <laughs> yet. Close. Um, I started, <laughs> so I was a little fortunate. So I came from a, a family. My father is a CPA and then became a financial planner as part of his practice. I don't know, probably, you know, 20 years in. 
so I kind of grew up around this stuff. Um, you know, vivid memories of, of, of going through a lot of this and learning a lot about it and, and all that, you know, CNBC, all that stuff was always on growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I actually had, I mean, I had my first stock account, first investment account when I was 14 or 15 years old, wow. I think. Um, and I think I have to say a disclaimer, I'm not endorsing any companies, but it was actually the, the company I owned and my dad let me pick because he was like, you know, I want you to do your research. I want you to find something you know what they do, what they sell. I want you to find something, you know, yada, yada, yada. And at the time, I was really into American Eagle. You guys, hey, you guys remember the Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I'd go I there still at wear a that. Kennedy yeah. Town Center. Absolutely. RIP. So know. at one point in my life, my very first stock that I owned myself that I bought with my own money was American Eagle stock. And that's yes. how I got started. And so, uh, hold, hold on, before you go any further, I have to ask: Did you sell it, or did you? Is it toast? It, it got sold eventually because um, I want to say I used some of those proceeds for a car. Okay, I, I want to okay. say that's what I used it for. So, so you but got I, out I, before they tanked. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I no longer own it. Okay. Um, I no longer <laughs> own it. Um, you know, yeah, and so I that's how I started, and you know, I've had retirement savings. That I started at a very young age and have made some some good decisions early on, and uh, you would think you would hope the guy that does it professionally would would, <laughs> <laughs> would be would be doing it uh, the right way. And so um, so yeah, but you know I'm, I I know that I'm the anomaly having some of that advantage of just the knowledge that some people just don't grow up with or don't have. And so um, but yeah, that's that's kind of me. So I, I I heard you say you know even if you could just set aside like $50 to put into these kind of things. And I can just thinking about me at that age and just hearing like, well, I, you know, I just got out of college. I've got student loans and, you know, mm-hmm. now I, I probably need a car payment and, um, you know, having to get insurance for the first time on my own. And, you know, now, and I also hear it's important to, you know, try to save up for a down payment on a house mm-hmm. and, you know, you got all these things. What, did, what advice could you give of like how, with all that stuff, how could you practically try to tackle that of setting some money aside into retirement or investments? Yeah. So I I think there's a number of things. And this is why I always tell people like sit down with a professional, Mm -hmm. sit down with an advisor. Most advisors, right. They, they don't, some of them, a lot of them don't charge for their time. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. do your due due diligence, but sit down and start talking to them. Uh, because like part of my job is what I do is I, you know, I meet with individuals, Yes, they want to retire. Yes, they want to save for their kids' school. You know, yes, they want to do some of these things, but they also have other goals. Mm-hmm. Like they want to replace the garage door or they yeah. want to like, you know, get a kitchen remodel or they want to take a trip to Paris. Whatever it might be, they have short-term goals. And my job is to help them build a plan that balances both short-term goals and long-term goals. And so I think have that conversation with somebody and start young because there's things out there that, you know, just – you might not know of, oh, well, you know, if I bundle my car and my home insurance, then I can save 20 bucks. There you go. Or if I do this or do that, I can say, you know, there's just some things you just don't, people don't know. Oh, if I open up a online savings account with a certain company, I can get a higher, you know, Mm -hmm. just percent rate of return just Mm -hmm. for having my money sit there, you know, and that's just stuff you just don't know. And so, um, you know, I, I'm working with a young lady now who's, who's 22 and she had a student loan, a private student loan that was like nine and a half percent or something. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we were able to work and we got that lower to five percent. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we're talking that's like a hundred bucks savings. Yeah, yeah that's month, huge. You know, just right there. And as you said, you know how much yeah. you know money. I mean, that's a big deal for somebody. And yeah. so, so yeah, so that's kind of some of the you know that's what I would recommend people to do is is to take a look at every little nook and cranny. But I mean, I joke with people a lot. Like, it's I mean, I could probably look at someone's budget right now and find 50 bucks right. i mean that's a night out once a month stop going to starbucks right? yeah well yeah. yeah that's part of it or like one night out down in uh down at aristotle right yeah. you, could, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> you could you could spend 50 bucks there on yeah. like yeah. i was like four cocktails at aristotle so um you know i'm just saying you know uh there you know just some different things like that so yeah. i think also one of the things that helps is just people seeing it on on paper of being like yeah. oh cow mm-hmm. like that's what that can do like once you realize, you know, the, the, the rule of 72 and things yeah. like that. And so your goal is, or your job essentially is to provide that roadmap. Yeah, pretty much. And, it, you know, it's to educate people too and to help them kind of educate. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's some people that just, they can't right now. They got stuff going on that they might not be able to right now, but mm-hmm. there's still habits and things people can, you know, try and, and make happen now. And then at right. that point, when they do start getting those raises, and they start getting in their 40s, 50s, their highest earning years, they've built a good foundation, yeah. right? They're not making bad decisions Absolutely. that are going to kind of, you know, ha- you know, hamper them later mm-hmm. down the road. They're making good, sound, savvy decisions. Um, and then that way, when they do get to that point where that earning power is there, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, all young professionals want to get to that point, right? Um, they'll be ready at yeah. that moment. That's good. That's good. I love that um, you said that. Because I'm assuming your job would be once you start the process with these folks, you are essentially taking them every step of the way. So, yep. you know, following up every single year and, mm-hmm. and touching base with them to see if anything has changed in their last in their last year. Yep. Assuming um, whether it was a job or you know additional kid on the way or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So you, I'm assuming you're all for the pivot game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like we we write the we write the plan in pencil. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a you know, we plan God laughs, right? There's that big old, you know, thing, but that's the reality of it. It's supposed to be a lifelong relationship Mm -hmm, where we're constantly adjusting as things and curveballs get thrown your way. Right. You're adjusting to to what that is and, and pivot the plan. Yeah. So speaking to like that, that relationship and lifelong with your money, you want to be careful who you're trusting that with. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah especially when you're thinking about retiring and things like that. So what kind of advice could you offer people about how do you even seek out someone like you, a financial advisor? How do you go about finding someone? What do you look for? Yeah, that's a great point, Nick. I mean, cause the way I, what I tell my clients when I tell people is money is not everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, money's a tool mm-hmm. for us to achieve our everything. Right. And so at the core of it, what we want to be and what people want to be is they want to be a good father. They want to be a good husband, a good, you know, they want yeah. to be all these things and they, they want to do this certain stuff. Um, and money's just a helpful tool to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they want to be able to, you know, help their kid get through college without going into student loan debt. Cause that's, yeah. that's their part of their value system. Um, and, and money helps them do that. And so, you bring up a good point because the conversations we have, you'd be surprised. It's a lot less about like numbers and more about like emotions and goals and values and what people 
want to accomplish in this. Okay. So if you're having those conversations, you're absolutely right. You want to find somebody. I think a couple of things, it's really important to interview multiple people. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't just, you know, go to the first person, you know, you're not yeah. going to marry the first person you date. Well, some people have, but mm-hmm. it's worked out for them, but usually it's few right. and far between. So right. I, I talk to multiple people, um, right. And understand their style, uh, their philosophy, what their fees are, um, and their personality. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say most firms have similar, they offer similar things. Okay. They offer similar fee structures. I mean, with the, some differences there, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. Company A and company B can both, you know, both buy company C <laughs> stock. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's going to be a, you know, huge difference, but so in my opinion, Nick, I, you know, I think it comes down to personality. Okay. Um, because as, as we alluded to, like, this is going to be somebody that you're going to be checking with, on a regular basis, as things come up, you're going to be, when you have a baby, you're, there's going to be people you're going to call and this person's going to be on that list mm-hmm. right. at some point yeah, of, absolutely. Hey, this big life event just happened. How does this impact or, <laughs> right. you know, th- this and that. And so I think it comes down to who do you know? Well, uh, who do you trust? Um, and ultimately who do you like working with? Mm. Um, cause you know, if you're a young person right now, you're choosing to work with this person for the next 30 to 40 years. Um, you know, you better like this person. You I, like, I love that. He yeah. just used the no like and trust model. There you go. Yeah. No like and yeah. trust. Yeah. You, you better, you better like this person though, because I mean, you're going to be talking to him for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'd also recommend, especially if you're younger, you know, find somebody that is going to be in the business for a, a, a long time. Yeah. Um, because you know, you don't want to have to work with somebody and then five to 10 years from now, they're retiring or they're leaving the business and now you're doing this all over again. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, we just did this. You know, it's like kind of like finding a church, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta do all the steps, you gotta do all things. And then if you leave, you gotta do it all over again. You know what I mean? Or like dating and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I I think the last couple notes too, just like more specifics, I would definitely find somebody that has all the right licenses. Okay. Um, so you're looking for like series seven, series 66 or a combination of the 65 Mm -hmm. and 63. Can you explain a little yeah. bit to us layman what that yeah, bring, yeah. It bring it down to my Yeah, mind. so I think the layman <laughs> way of saying this is if they have all those licenses, right? They can pretty much do it all. Okay. Right? So they are able to sell, you know, every type of product. They can okay. use uh, every type of tool in the toolbox mm-hmm. for gotcha. the most part, right? If they don't have all those licenses and they say they just have one thing, they have one tool. Gotcha. And and what do they say about a contractor who just has a hammer in his toolbox? He's going to use the hammer mm-hmm. for everything, He's right? Screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Fine, no, fine. No, but, you know, the reality dad is... Joke. That was a dad joke. Yeah, it was bad. But let's just <laughs> cut that out. Cut, cut, uh, play some music over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, so I tell people, like, you know, you want somebody that has the multiple licenses that's well-versed because you don't want to just get the hammer. If yeah. that's not what's going to fix your problem or be your solution, um, you want someone that's going to have all the tools at their disposal. Um, so if that kind of makes sense. Right. I also Absolutely. think you got to find somebody that's fiduciary. And basically what that means is they're bound to act in your best interest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a that's a big thing um, that I would say. Um, those are kind of the two things. Make sure they have the right kind of licenses. Make sure they're fiduciary. Um, you can do some Googling on what they call broker check, and you can actually look up every single person who's, you know, quote unquote, a financial advisor who has yeah. these licenses and you can see disclosures about them, if they've ever been sued, all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. mm. How long they've been registered, how long they've been with certain companies. Highly recommend doing all of that before you fork yeah. over some money. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. 
That's my record's I'm still clean, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go search you as soon as we get done yeah. recording. Yeah, yeah, Braden, guys, Trace Braden. Yeah. Nick's fine. gonna <laughs> report me to the SEC or yeah, something. No. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as we bring it home, there's two questions we want to ask every guest, and so the first one we want to ask you, and this could be financial or this could just be life or anything else, but what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because um, I get a lot of advice. You know, I'm I am no dummy. I realize there are people that are much smarter than I am mm-hmm. out there, and I try and draw from all of those different people, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know what the quote is, but it's something along the lines of you know I only see further because I stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So that's very much me. And so I, I think right now, what's on my heart in this moment is my father gave me, you know, he's given me a ton of advice. Um, and so I think it fluctuates what's at the top of my mind based on what I'm, what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through. And so, uh, but you know, I'll pay, uh, homage to the great Tim McGraw, right. Uh, with this one. So my father always told me, you know, when my father heard this song for the first time, he sent it to me and, uh, he said, uh, always be humble and kind. Mm. Right. And so I think that that's important. And I, you know, I always remember that. And every time I hear the song, I think about, and Mm -hmm. the fact that my dad tell me it means even more. Yeah. Um, but you can never go wrong showing humility, uh, and kindness, right? People are drawn to that. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about the moments you're offered in life, however, the small they might be, when you choose humility and kindness, uh, it's going to take you so much further. People want to be around people that are humble and kind. And so enjoy your successes and, and enjoy, you know, those moments, uh, celebrate them, but, you know, remember to stay humble and kind that's so good that's good are you are you uh staying humble and kind and celebrating your wins over at aristotle yeah 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 yeah, i'm staying humble my uh yeah my bank account (laughs) keeps me humble after i uh do my celebrating there too bad you're not there to not the wife no she's there yeah she's the reason why Ah, she gets the fancy drinks oh does she yeah all right so chase last question before we can finish this here because you've been great. We love all the communication that you got coming to us and all the good nuggets. I'm getting some good stuff. But what is one tip that you could give to someone else based off of what you do that works for you, that helps you to become a better chase breeding with Edward Jones? Yeah, so, I mean, really two things I think about. Two tips is good. Two tips. I'll give you two. Um, and, and really, I think they're universal, not just to financial advising, but mm-hmm. to everything. And I think every young professional should should really take both of these into account. But the first one is be a student of the game, right? And so I think about, you know, sports reference here, you know, quarterbacks, right? They, they play the game, but that's not where it ends. Mm-hmm. They go back yeah. and they study the film. Study the film. Whatever industry you're in, stay on top of what's going on. Uh, do the research, um, whether it's in, um, you know, you're in real estate, whether mm-hmm. it's in your in, you know, office furniture sales, like yeah. just know the, the best darn office furniture that's out there and what's <laughs> coming and, and whether like study the game. And so for me, that looks like I do listen to quite a bit of different podcasts, um, different thought, thought, uh, leaders, um, on the economy and the market, mm-hmm. yeah. as well as different trends in the job market and personal finance and just all real estate, all sorts of things that just impact people's, you know, money. Um, yeah. and so that's one big thing that I do and I do it every day. Um, you know, listening to, to different stuff. Um, that's what I recommend. So be a student of the game. Mm-hmm. The second one is simple. It's called plan tomorrow today. 
And so what I do before I leave, not necessarily before I leave the office because my work is very fluid. It doesn't really <laughs> stop as we talked about. I'm mm-hmm. taking a call here at seven. So from that, my house, but before I, you know, shut the work day down, um, I'd say I, I take a time each day and even on Sundays to, to you know, and for Sundays is to plan out the, the following week. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I plan out tomorrow or I plan out the following week on that day. Yeah. Uh, it makes it so much, you know, easier to be productive and driven at work mm-hmm. versus when you show up. And I'm not saying you have to like do this after hours. Like if you're in a nine yeah. to five job, like do it from 445 to five. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do this like on a Sunday like me or whatever. Do it from 4.45 to 5 on a Friday, whatever it might be. Do it then. You know, don't, don't you know, work extra if, if you don't have to. But take that minute, take those few minutes, plan it out, look over your schedule, say this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to accomplish tomorrow. Write down, write it down, physically yeah. write it down or type it up or whatever, however you track it. And that way when you come in the next morning, that's the first thing you go look at. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, the three things I'm accomplishing today are X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It'll set you up for, for massive success uh, kind of going forward, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Plan, yeah, that's really good. plan tomorrow, today, and be a student of the game. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in, for talking to us. Um, Chase Breeden with Edward Jones um, will throw his contact. I think he just winked at me. He did, yeah. Yeah, well, I know. You're I don't special. Know. Am I supposed to wink back? I don't know. <laughs> does, uh, does, do I get my check from Dustin for Yeah, you, for can, talk to him. you can talk to him about that. <laughs> it's um, not well, Matthew. Nah, nah, no, just Dustin. My just NIL Dustin. deal. Yeah, you gotta, exactly. Oh, you got to tweet him, actually, in order to get in touch with him. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you and Chris both. But we'll throw your contact information in the episode's notes. Uh, the episode notes. And as always, y'all, go please rate, review, subscribe. Like we say, we hate saying it, but it helps mm-hmm. us get out to more people. So if this was helpful for, t- for you, please go do that for us. Remember, one-star reviews can go to Dustin at GarnerChamber.com. <laughs> Put the five-star ones on iTunes and Spotify. And we will talk to you guys next time. Karen's having a pool party? Karen sent you an invitation to this pool party? Thank you, yeah, man. I can count on you. Chase yeah. over here, he just drops the bomb. I know. He's so. leaned on us for the introduction. It's like, forget you guys, I'm going to the pool. Exactly. <laughs> We're not recording anymore, are we? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the muffins are smaller. Yeah. I'm pretty certain I paid more. Inflation. Yeah, I know, right? That's <laughs> inflation. What? I can't get the picture of Chris playing poker with goldfish, goldfish and Oreos. Like, I, I see your three goldfish and raise you a double stuffed. I'm just like, saying. Like, I'm sorry. After you win that Oreo and it's already passed between five people, you're not eating it. What are you? Yeah, true. Are you allowed to eat it or?